the Montreal Canadiens select. The Montreal Canadiens are proud to select Jesperi Kotkanemi, Ryan Paling, Cole Caulfield. Welcome back to History in the Making, the official podcast of the Montreal Canadiens. I'm your host, Mac Dumont, and I'm really happy to be here. Not only is the sun out, the draft is coming up, and that'll be great for the Canadians. But today we get to chat with one of my favorite players and one of your favorite players, Michael Pazetta. So this actually took place during a live Q&A on Twitch, and we spoke to uh, some of our fantastic community members. They got to ask Michael questions. We talked about his summer plans, his hatred of pineapple on pizza, which is very important, uh, the Laval Rocket, and a lot more. So without further ado... Let's get right into it with Michael Pozzetta, member of the Montreal Canadiens. Let's talk to one of my favorite players in the NHL. And I mean, he was one of my favorite players in the AHL, Michael Pozzetta. Hey, how's it going, Michael? Uh, bonjour. How's it going, guys? Uh, excited to, to talk to you guys today. So uh, see where this goes. Yeah, so hey, I, I like that. Just a nice little amount of French there, which is, hey, life is coming back to Montreal, Michael. Are you feeling that vibe in the air that, that hey, it's been a long couple of years, but I feel like finally that joie de vivre, what makes Montreal special, is back in the air. Yeah, and it's beautiful outside right now. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I was this warm in May. So, um, yeah, it was beautiful outside. Me and my girlfriend had gone for a little walk earlier. So, uh, it's really nice here right now. I always say it's like the 36 hours of spring where you can leave your windows open. You shut the furnace off, you put the windows open, and then tomorrow, AC all the way. Um, all right, so we have a lot to talk about, and, and, and again, you're one of the fan favorites, and I think it's for a good reason, Michael, so let me just say I appreciate uh, the effort that you put into every game, the intensity, that, that passion for the game, which fans just automatically latch on to. I think you've done just a fantastic job in Montreal, so on behalf of Habs fans, thanks for all that effort, man. It's, it's, I know it's a lot, it's a lot of sacrifice, but that's the reason Habs fans love you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I got to live out my dream this year and did in front of some of the best fans, the best fans in the world. So um, that was crazy all year. And even though things were tough, like everyone supported us the whole time and supported me the whole time. And I know uh, it can be tough for, for some guys sometimes with different things being said on social media, but everyone was super positive with me. And like, I just want to say thank you for that. It made playing so much easier for me to know that you guys were supporting me. And I just appreciate that a lot. So um, we have a lot of questions here. Michael, like people are very, very concerned right now. Where's, where's the man stash on there? I, I mean, I'm concerned. They're concerned. We need to know what happened. Yeah. So, uh, kind of lost, uh, lost a little bit of a bet. So uh, the mustache had to go, um, with, uh, with my girlfriend, but, uh, it'll be back. Don't worry. In September, uh, it'll be back in full force. And then, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys can see that I cut my hair a little bit. Uh, it's still long. So, so don't worry, but, uh, I'm going to to Europe. I actually leave today at, at eight o'clock. I'm flying out, um, so I, I just needed to trim a bit of bit of the weight off. But uh, it'll be growing from now until the start of the season. So that'll be back too. Don't worry. I was getting. I was worried, but now I'm happy. Can we know what the bet was? Or are we not allowed to know what it was? A bet with your girlfriend? Is that it? Yeah, I was just like a friendly bet, and she's like, "All right, if you lose, you have to shave the mustache." And I lost the bet. So yeah, there's nothing crazy though. Uh, but on the bright side, you're going to Europe. Where are you heading, by the way? Are you going to Italy where they don't put pineapple on pizza, right? Yeah, we uh, we are going to Italy. So we're starting in uh, in France. We're going to Paris and Nice. And then uh, we go to Italy for, for a couple of weeks and go to a bunch of spots there. So uh, I'm super excited. I've actually never been. So, um, yeah, we're both we're both pretty excited. 
hey, I'm sure you'll have a great time there. And, and I mean, obviously, Habs fans are going to miss you. And they're all saying, listen, I got a ton of messages when we told everybody that we're doing this. And they're just so excited uh, uh, to hear from you. So the number one thing that they're asking is, what's your highlight of this season, Michael? Because there's been some cool parts. Obviously, it was a little rough on everyone. That's just a fact of, of, of the matter. But there was some nice shining moments there. A couple of cool moments with you in Boston, which I thought was just perfect. So what was your highlight of this season so far from a personal standpoint and from the team standpoint? Um, obviously, scoring my first goal, was that was insane. And I'll never forget that. Uh, it was, I mean, as everyone saw, I just walked in at the hash marks, took a slap shot, went bar down, and um, the fans went crazy. So that's definitely not what happened, but I wish it was. But no, that was uh, that was cool. But no, the honestly, my first game in Montreal um, at the Bell Center, uh, we played Detroit. We won the game, and I know the team had been struggling a little bit, so I was just so happy that we won, and the fans were like, just to experience that atmosphere for the first time. And I had a bunch of my family, cousins, um my girlfriend a bunch of buddies came down like it was that was probably the, just the coolest moment for me like just looking up and hearing all the fans and, and experiencing that and getting the win to, to boot it was uh that, that was cool and um as a team um i think when we went to western canada we 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 played some good hockey games and uh we had a lot of fun down there and i think that was just a pretty cool like bonding bonding trip with the guys and um we realized like we can compete with some good hockey teams when we play good so that was that was pretty cool from a team perspective and it's always fun to see how many Habs fans are out West. I mean, we, we, we watch those. We all know that Ottawa is Montreal, you know, um, Montreal West. But then you see all the fans out West and it really drives home why they're the best in the world. And and you know what? From here on end, we're just going to say you scored on a like boom, boom, Jeff Rion style slap shot. That was your first goal. <laughs> it's official, Michael. We're not going to. Uh, we're we're going to lie about it. And you know what? If we believe the lie, that's it. It's perfect. Lin G wants to know. What was the the atmosphere like in the room after that big 10-2 win against the Panthers? We saw the loudest building in the league, and this was a team, again, that finished, you know, there's a reason they're drafting first overall. So what was that like as a player to see the fans showering you with love? And what was the atmosphere in in the room afterwards? Oh, I think I think we have a frozen Pez. Yeah. All right. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Pez back in just one moment. To me, listen, and I love that it's frozen on his like he's so happy right now. And that really is what shows the uh, you know, to me is what epitomizes Michael Pozzetto. We'll get him back on. But in the meantime, one of the things I like to share, one of the stories I like to share is in Laval, I often um got there early just because I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that shows up seven hours early at an airport and I watch my gate to make sure like my plane's not just going to leave without me. And every morning, Pezzetta was there before anyone else. Like, I'm talking 15, 20 minutes before anyone else. And to me, that really shows the mark of a guy that uh, uh, not only knew he had to commit himself, but worked really hard to make it to the NHL. Now, you, yeah, exactly. As Birch Please um, is saying right now, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. You can't be on time. There's no such thing. Either you're early or you're late. Right, you can't be on time unless you're early. So, um, but what we tell players all the time is that you have to work hard. You have to, you know, give her your all. You have to really, um, you know, go above and beyond. Then you'll get rewarded. But Michael wasn't getting rewarded. I'll be perfectly honest. His ice time went down. His numbers went down. And uh, oh, I see. I see. We got some Pez back in the. So he's going to come back in our chat shortly. However, what happened here is that. Once there was a coaching change and JF Hull came on, and, and we'll talk to, to Pezzetta about that, we saw him get a few more opportunities. He was rewarded for that hard work. So 
uh, to me, Pizzetta, all of you out there that want to have that dream, Michael Pizzetta represents perfectly, perfectly the amount of hard work and consistency you have to put in to get your dream. All right. We're going to be bringing Michael back in. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, sorry about that. I was just talking and then it just... Uh kind of froze and then i you didn't go get back into in, a fight so. midway you didn't decide to fight like <laughs> ryan reesman no okay 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 <laughs> no we rest we rest the hands in the summer just on the ice absolutely and and it's still to me it's crazy that you fought ryan reeves did, did, did you okay did you plan that michael be honest um no like it was just something i thought about i was like i just got called up i was just like trying to make an impact and i was like why not fight the toughest guy in the league and see what happens you know and it was crazy because we played in Boston, or we played in Detroit first. I got my first assist, like my first point in the NHL. Then we played Boston, got my first goal in the NHL. And then we go to Madison Square Gardens and uh, I fight Ryan Reeves at center ice pretty much. And I never got so many like just positive messages after kind of getting beat up. So uh, that was uh, that was funny and I definitely won't forget that. But uh, I mean, I, I know I could have done better and there was some things that happened that uh, didn't go my way at the, at the start of the fight, but uh, it was still cool. and. I didn't get hurt, so my mom would be happy about that. Exactly. Well, I'm just thinking about your mom right now. Uh, God bless her soul. But I think it might have been the fact that he's the scariest man to ever wear skates. And he's he's out of your weight class, Michael. Let's be perfectly honest. You fought like four weight classes above there to get to Ryan Reeves. So I'm sure you're, hey, your teammates must have appreciated though, right? Like that that's something that endeared you with your with your teammates. Yeah, like I said, I never... Got so much positive feedback after losing a fight. So um, that was good. And like at the end of the day, it, I was just trying to show that I'll do anything to be here. And that was something I didn't think twice about. And it was cool. And now that it's happened, it was cool. And I, I mean, again, I wish I did better, but it's cool to have him on the fight card. So we have a question here from the Bacon Killer, who is always very active, uh, sending us questions. And we appreciate that. Um, you spent a good amount of time in Laval, so we're going to jump on that subject. The Laval Rocket are in the playoffs for the first time ever. Uh, they could have been the last two years, but we all know some stuff happened. Bacon Killer asks, "Do you are you um, longing for your old teammates in Laval? Because you, you were a big part of that team. Uh, you spent a lot of time in Laval. You worked really hard. You probably weren't given your fair shake at the beginning, given how hard you were working. But... Um, you must have some good memories about Laval, and, and you kind of wish that you were there uh, with the team right now? Yeah, I was actually just talking to uh, Carl, the, the team services guy there, and I was just like, I uh, feel like I'm missing out a little bit, you know? Like, we put in all the, the groundwork in the last couple seasons, and obviously last year we were a really good team. We didn't get to make the playoffs, so uh, um, I, I'm kind of missing it, and I know how crazy it's going to be tomorrow. I saw they're doing a whiteout, so that's, that's going to be sick, and I know it's going to be sold out. And uh, some of my best memories, like, we're just playing in that that bar and sold out, and um, and we're going to talk about the atmosphere in Laval because Michael, I mean, even during regular season games, Laval had a pretty crazy atmosphere. These fans deserve playoffs, right? Yeah, the atmosphere there is going to be electric, and uh, I know the boys are going to do good. I mean, they've been playing good. They're uh, one and one coming back to, to Laval now, so uh, this is big big time at home, and definitely a lot easier playing at home. So if you can win one on the road, that's good. So now. Uh, you come and you got home ice advantage now. So uh, hopefully uh, hopefully the Bulls will play good. And uh, I'm happy for all those guys. They put in a lot of work and uh, it's a good group down there. So you'll have to find a stream on your plane, I think, going to Italy. That'll be like, hey, babe, like I know I know there's Rome that we have to go see, but the Rocket are in the playoffs right now. And I think that's more important. Would she, would she yeah. go for that? Or does that mean like game over for you? No, I think uh, 
she she enjoys watching the games too. I'm not sure if we were, if we were trying to go see uh, see something cool and I was trying to stream a game on my phone. She she'd be happy. But uh, I'll check out the score app and I'll, I'll I'll keep keep in touch with the with the scores on there. Perfect. So. Michael, let's talk about the coach there. You didn't spend a ton of time with him, but this season it feels like there was a renewed sense of um, uh, 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 of 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 them giving you like chances, possibilities. You know that 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 you worked so hard for when you you worked, and we often give credit to coaches left and right, but for Michael Pizzetta, the credit goes to Michael Pizzetta. You worked so darn hard. However, I feel like Jean Francois Hull doesn't get maybe as much credit as the previous coach. He's not that bombastic guy, but can you talk a little bit about uh, J.F. Hull and, and, and how he was with you and, and perhaps if it helped you prepare for uh, this season in the NHL? Yeah, um, obviously I, w I wasn't there for a long time, so I was just starting to, to get to know him. But uh, he gave me an opportunity to play. Like when I came down from the NHL, uh, from camp, I had a good camp. And um, I mean, for them too, this might have been the first time they were really seeing me play and I'm coming off a good camp. So when I came down, he just gave me an opportunity to play. And I remember one of the first things he said to me was like, hey, look, like, you're going to have a, a longer leash. Like don't grip your stick too tight. Like I, I know you can play. So like, just like play, you know, don't, don't, don't think too much and play. So I think that helped a lot. And then just getting the opportunity to play on the third line and play some more minutes and play on the PK um, just allowed me to carry what I was, what I had done at camp and just kind of bring that right into the season. And then obviously I had a good start to the season. So that helped too. So um, yeah, I can't thank him enough for, for giving me an opportunity again. And um always said like I'm just sitting there waiting for for opportunities so um I'm putting in all the work behind the scenes so that when I do get that opportunity I'm ready so uh, I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity he gave me yeah and, and I mean listen let's be perfectly honest and you and me Michael you deserved that opportunity it was a long time coming so I'm glad to see you took it and ran um we have one of the biggest supporters of both the Canadians she's there for every time they sign you know, you probably took pictures with her going in the Bell Center. She's there in Laval. Can you give a quick hi to Fontini here? Uh, Fotini. She she just say hi to Fotini. I'm sure it'll make her day if possible, Michael. Bonjour, Fotini. Uh, bon journée. Not bad. Oh, man. A man of many languages. Hey, by the way, do you speak Italian? Um, I used to be able to speak it, like, not bad. Because um, we took it in school, actually, from, like, yeah. SK to grade 8. I know schooling's a little different here, but... uh. Yeah, so I did it for like 10 years, and then my grandparents and my parents uh, speak fluent Italian. So when I was home, I would hear it a lot, and I was definitely a lot better at it. I could never speak it fluently, but at least I could like understand. Mm -hmm. But um, once I went to junior at, at 16, and I spent most of my time away from home, it kind of kind of took a backseat. And then now I'm in, like French kind of pops in my head first, and then that. So I'm excited to, to go to Italy and try to hear, well, start hearing it a, a lot more again and see uh, how fast I can pick, pick up on it again. Do you know how to say absolutely no pineapples on my pizza? Is that something you know how to say in Italian? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try just in case I say something silly. That's just just in case wrong, there's a Nona so. listening right now that would get really upset if you don't nail it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be there in the first place. And I'm talking to my producer right now. We have a long going history on this, and we we guide. We we've been asking everyone, but you you your input is worth more because you have the heritage okay they're calling you a, a, an italian king constantly how does that feel like to have so many fans michael that that just like you know they call you the pez dispenser italian king they get so excited just not just you know you had that that three game gordy how hat trick as we'd like to call it because there was the the assist the goal the fight but it's not just that it's, it's there's something that endears you to all fans so what's it like to have fans on social media calling you a, a king 
I just appreciate all the support. And I know it's, um, it's a tough market to play here sometimes and to, to have everyone support me. And especially like, uh, it's not like I'm a first line guy right now. Like I just come in and I'm a young guy and I just came in, I just tried to work hard and, and kind of make a name for myself. So I think that it's been, it's been amazing and I can't thank everybody enough. I think I've said that a couple of times now, but it's, it's just cool. Like when you go online and you see all these just funny things that are people saying, like sometimes I see some things that I just get a good laugh out of it. And it's just like people throw up a meme or something silly. And it's just like, I understand like the way I look is probably just a meme and um, just makes me laugh sometimes. And I, I just keep it coming and yeah, it's funny. Well, and I know you're always willing to help us out. We appreciate that. What about Pez Dispenser? Are you a fan of that? Because, I mean, I remember yeah, you had an assist the other day. I got mad at the social media people. They're my colleagues. They're hard workers. They're smarter than me. But I'm like, Pez Dispenser was right there. Come on. Yeah, they. Um, I think that's hilarious. And uh, I know people have, like, put my head on, on some of those. And uh, my cousin actually has this, like, little clothing company. And uh, she had made this T-shirt for me. So maybe next year I'll get her to, to make a couple more. And we'll sell them and then donate all the money to charity or something. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I think just all the... All the nicknames are funny, and I always get a good laugh at all the memes that people make. So it's it's, it's good fun. I want one of those Pez dispensers. Okay, um, a question here from Puck Drops Gaming. Question for Pezzy: Who was his mentor when he came to Montreal? Like a guy on the team that who kinda... took you under his wing? Uh, you know, who brought you out and who like brought you to the way too expensive restaurant and forced you to pay? You know, stuff like that. Um. I'm not sure it was like one guy in general, honestly, like all the guys were, were just like, just really nice and, and kind of just took everybody under their wing. But uh, guys like Wise just like kind of make the room light and uh, end up being some laughs with him. Hoff, Hoff was a funny guy as well. And him and Wides go, go back and forth all the time. And you get some good laughs from those guys. So um, can't say there's exactly like one guy, but um, just kind of a mix of everybody. And a lot of Susie and, and the young guys kind of just made you feel at home and comfortable. So uh it was really nice having all those guys there. What is, okay, Gallagher, everyone told me Cole Caulfield is like a, uh, a golden, golden retriever in the locker room. Like how, like how, like almost to the point they have to put pee pads out there for him if he gets too excited. Uh, is that true? Is, is, is Caulfield just, apparently what we see is like a toned down version. Is he always excitable? Is he always bouncing off the walls? Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely got a lot of energy and um, I was happy to, like it was tough for him, I know, at the start of the year to so see like uh, his personality come out in the second half was uh, was awesome. And uh, you, sometimes you're just sitting there and you're just laughing. Um, he's obviously a great hockey player, and he knows he's a good hockey player. So uh, he's a he's a funny kid, and it's just yeah, it's it's funny to kind of just sit there and just laugh at, at what he's doing sometimes. But definitely high energy. Yeah, he's an emotional support Hobie Baker winner. That's the way I look at him. He's just like that. Yeah, yeah. You could maybe probably bring him on. On he probably sit on your lap on the plane to Italy. I'm sure we could somehow, uh, you know, get a medical clearance for that. Um, it's Lorana Tasha asks, uh, who do you hang out with most on the team? And it could be guys from Laval too. I, I know that you spent a lot of time with the guys in Laval, but let's say you're going out for beers. Who who are you gonna call first? Uh, probably Pales um pales uh clagger hung out with him uh laggy when he came here uh we got along well so probably just like most of the young guys but um everyone on the team kind of hung out with everybody so uh when all that stuff was happening there was usually 10 15 guys at, at stuff like that so uh i was that was really nice and and makes you feel a part of something and then uh my my boy josh brook in in, in laval and um yeah. uh just 
love him to death. So uh, always hung out with him and uh, try to tried to hang out with him as much as I could this year. So uh, miss that guy, but he, he's a good guy too. I really think Ryan Paling took huge steps this year, overshadowed by other stuff. But uh, you know, I'm 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 really excited to see what he has left in his future. Question from Poncho613, representing Ottawa, my hometown. Um, Pez, if you could play with a former player for one game, who would it be? Not Ryan Reeves, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> uh, former player, who would it be? Um... Mine would be Lyle Odelon. I'm not even yeah. joking. I, I I love that guy so much. He, he kind of reminds me of you, that he was afraid of nothing. And he that's why fans loved him. So I'm going with Lyle Odelon. Um, we'll go with the, the rocket. Like he's arguably one of the best players that's ever played for Montreal, like just absolute goal scorer. So, uh, if I can play on his wing and kind of shovel some pucks over to him, pick up some assists, right. uh, probably help hold my, my point total for the year. And it'd just be cool. And obviously Laval's named after him. So that, that'd be just pretty, pretty sick. Yeah. For those that don't know, you walk in the Laval lo rocket room, <clears throat> locker room, and there's... <laughs> the Rockets eyes up there now now Michael what's great about that is yeah your points would go up and he'd, he'd fight his own battles like he you, you'd have to chase him down and be like no no let me because we know Marcus <laughs> Richard like to uh fight his own battles okay and this is a fun one um from Birch Birch please <laughs> who is the biggest mess in the locker room and, and I I think I have an idea who you're gonna say it's the guy that a lot of people pick on he's he's a veteran now but uh Who's the biggest mess in the locker room, Pez? Like a mess, as in like they're just messy or they're just all over the place all the time? Yes, both. So the messiest guy that like Pierre Gervais has to be like, come on. And the guy that's just, uh, you know, a space cowboy that's a mess, like that that always shows up late. Two questions. Um, always shows up. I don't think anyone really, like nobody really shows up late. But uh, I don't know. We got to go with Galley or Evans probably. Uh, they're just funny and like they're they're just kind of all over the place. But um, no, they're they're just funny guys. But they're not like late or anything or like messy. But they're yeah. I think both those guys kind of fill fill the role for both of those. We'll go with that. It feels like everyone picks on Gallagher, and that and that feels right. You know, like <laughs> I think it's just a same ask, answer. <laughs> is he is he is that just a because he's able to handle it or what? Like Gallagher feel I feel like everyone picks on Gallagher. He's just a big personality and. Uh, He's super funny, and yeah, it's definitely just a safe answer because, you know, everyone else probably said the same thing, so you're not going to get yourself in any trouble. But no, he's actually like, he's just a good laugh all the time. Yeah, he's definitely a good guy. All right, so, Michael, thank you so much. Honestly, we really appreciate this, and the fans love it. I think we've done a pretty darn good job bringing the fan favorites like you to the fans, and I know you love doing it, so I want to thank not just you, but all the fans that have supported us throughout the year. There will be a lot more of these lives with fun people like Michael. And uh, listen, Habs fans, you guys are the best. I wanted to thank you, Michael, and I wanted to thank all the Habs fans. But seriously, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to interact with the fans. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. And thank you guys for all, all your support this year. And um, hopefully I'm back next year. And uh, can't wait to, to, to be playing back at the Bell Center and having everyone cheer us on again. So uh, have a great summer. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you next year. And never pineapple on pizza, right? Never.
All the nonas in the world agree. All right, have fun in Italy, Michael. Honestly, uh, this has been a blast, and we've had you a few times this year. We'll hopefully have you again. Everybody, thank Michael in the chat. We know you love him. Uh, Habs, Habs love their fans too. Thank you so much, Michael, and we'll talk to you soon. Merci, thank you.